please join me in welcoming enterprise architect Chris Williams to the show. Chris, thanks for joining me. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, hello, everybody. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Chris, I feel like I'm in the presence of like, I don't know. Th this is awesome having you on the show. You're so well known, not only in the DevOps community, <laughs> the brown bag, so, so many things, uh, uh, social media, and your personality speaks volume in words. So I, I don't know. I'm like starstruck to have you on the I, show. I love to irritate people on several different platforms. I just insinuate myself into a process and then just bug the heck out of people until uh, until they tell me to get the hell out of there. <laughs> and then you move on <laughs> to the next one. Then, then I move on to the next one. I, I you know, I, I figure I'm going to start doing a TikTok now. I don't know. Maybe I'll start dancing. Uh, talk to me about that because. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I will not do a TikTok on dancing. <laughs> do, do not say not because, oh, wait a second. I'm not going to spoil it. You know, you're going to be at reInvent. I might have to put you on the spot to do it. And I think that might be a good opportunity. I have to, I have to work on my floss. That's, that's what the kids are doing now, right? It's, it's the floss. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's like. <laughs> So 2021, man. Damn, I'm so old now. <laughs> but th thanks for having me on, John. Yeah. <laughs> My first and last time. Oh, shit. What are we talking about today? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, no, no. Just kidding. Okay, so we're talking with Chris, not only his backstory, how he got into what he's doing now and all the other stuff he's done, including mm -hmm. the brown bag. But I want to talk about DevOps, but... Let's get a little insight onto who Chris is and how he got into everything. Well, I don't know if we have enough time for everything, but the basics. I'll I'll, I'll keep it I'll keep it short and succinct. Um, so I uh, started off uh, as as many people in the IT industry do, playing video games. Uh, super enjoyed playing Doom. Uh, liked networking it up with my friends. Uh, some somebody said, "Hey, you're kind of good at this networking thing," and so a local university hired me to rewire their CIS department. Uh, and and then then uh, I stopped studying for my for my pre med. I was I was originally pre med, and I stopped doing that. Got my CCNA, then I got my MCSC, then I got my VCP, and and then I I got into I naturally segued over into the the social stuff because I liked being sociable. I liked the community aspects. Um, and uh, things just kind of snowballed. I became a VMware V expert, and then I became an AWS hero. I've been running user groups for quite some time. Um, the, the the good folks over at V Brown Bag asked me to join up and help them out several years ago now, and so I've been I've been running the uh, the US channel, and and helping out there for I want to say the past seven years. It's been going on for thirteen years, but I've been I've been involved with them for about the past seven years. Uh, and and professionally, I am currently an enterprise architect working over at WWT uh, Worldwide Technology. I've I've been a cloud engineer. I mean, all the way from desktop support to to sysadmin to data center migrator to cloud engineer and and then uh, cloud cloud architect and now enterprise architect, concentrating on AWS, of course. Chris Doom. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that just brings back a nostalgia of booting it up into disc and then playing. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. I just want to go back to that time and play a little bit. I mean, old school style. All right. A little nostalgia. Sorry, the attention. 
Why is I've just noticed something, a trend. A lot of folks that have just had on my podcast have hmm. more of a pre-med or medical background or bioengineering, and now they're in really? tech. How uh, does okay. that happen? I mean, tech more interesting than that or just easier or what? So I I, I went I went down the path of pre-med. So I, I'm uh, my my family is Greek. So of course the standard Mediterranean edict is you shall either become a doctor or a lawyer. And and so doctor was kind of picked for me. But you know, I I, I enjoy I enjoy medical processes. Neurology is fascinating, pharmacology is fascinating to me and everything like that. So what but um as I as I got into it, as I got into my studies, I was in um gross anatomy. And, and, uh, I, I just, I kind of, I, I saw, I saw my first cadaver and I was like, Nope, I'm out. Check, <laughs> check, please. I'm done. And, and I was like, you know what, if, if I, if I work on a human and they blue screen, that that's it. <laughs> but if I work on a machine and it blue screens, I can, I can recover from that. So, so, uh, I cashed my chips in on the, on the pre-med thing. And, uh, I, I actually did get a degree in psychology. That was the, the fastest way that I could get out of university with a degree and, 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 uh, just get the heck out of there and then, then proceeded with my it career. But, um, I, th I think, it, I think it was, it was good to realize what I didn't want to do. And, and that, um, that, that was, that was how I came to my calling. Isn't blue screening the same, like on a person, the same as a computer? Just reboot, right? Clear. No. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and sometimes it works, but more often, I I, I don't know. I, I'm I was you can't reinstall I was, that OS. All right. No, no, no. There's there's no there's no reset button. There's no you know take the battery out and and reset the BIOS chip. So uh, that's that's going way back. That's 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 forty six time right there. Wow, I am old. <laughs> so you you got a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess I got to prepare be careful what I say or what you're no. <laughs> I, I use that degree, especially now at the enterprise architect level, I am using that degree far more often than I'm, I'm spending, you know, actually doing hard skills, like, like, like genuine keyboard time versus talking to people in a boardroom setting or trying to convince somebody to do something when it's in their best interest, but they're, but they're being recalcitrant. Uh, that psych degree comes in really, really handy. Uh, listening skills and communication and and um, validation and uh, all of the all of the hallmarks of of being a good psychologist are are very necessary for being a good enterprise architect as well. Uh, it would be a great for a salesperson. When I'm hiring, I might have to look into you. I mean, like, how can we get this person to do something? And no, no, I'm just kidding. I I just talked my boss into letting me change my title to cloud therapist for uh at, here at worldwide so I'm, I'm in the process of getting my title changed on my on my uh my signatures and everything chris williams cloud therapist <laughs> and that's pretty good you just talked him into it you know it's in everybody's best interest if i change it because think of how personal it comes across as i'm talking to them about their architecture no they're not laying on a couch but i am engaging with them and they're just telling me all their problems and how i'm just helping them understand them I, I did give him a bullet pointed email saying why it would be a good idea to change it. And he was like, approved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, Chris, how'd you get into DevOps? Because I want to talk about V Brown Bag. And mm. then we also have to bring up, what is it called? V Tug? Uh, we have to... uh, the, the Virtualization Technology User Group. It, it, is, yes. it is now defunct, but but yes, the, the, the V Tug is, is an old, uh, we, we ended that in 2019. We, we can get to that though. Um, okay, where, where do you want to start, John? <laughs> Man, I got so many places I want to start. 
All right, let's just jump to DevOps and then talk about the brown bag. And you can lead into it or we'll just get to it whenever we get. Yeah, yeah, totally. So De DevOps is a natural progression or natural evolution of anybody that spends time in, in IT. If anybody that spends time in tech, either on the dev side or on the operation side. I came from the operation side. I was I was a sysadmin and then I was you know into data migrations and stuff, but it was always the non-developer stuff. But even back then, I understood the, the need to know something about the code, to understand how things are, communication patterns, how, what, what things could be modified, what things couldn't be modified, um, things of that nature. So even, even before we had a word for it, the dev, dev ops, there was, there's this draw to the middle. So as, as a naturally inquisitive person, I would build the system and then some guy would come along and throw code onto it and just immediately break it. And I'm like, how, how did you break this? I built this to be as resilient as humanly possible. And, and then I would get into asking code questions to them and, and start you know, delving into tracing and, and patterns and stuff like that. And, and that's how my process, so, so I'm currently actually doing a, a year of Python on the V Brown bag as well because I became so interested in it. And, and we're doing Kubernetes and, and we're doing a series on Git as well. So, so there's, this, there's this natural draw if you are an ops person to understand how the code works. And uh, commensurately, there is a natural draw on the developer side to understand how the infrastructure that, that has been laid down for them, how that operates, how it's connected together, how those things interrelate and interact with each other and how not to break it. So, so for, for me, it was a natural progression and, and learning, learning how to create pipelines, learning how to ask the right questions of the developers and of the product teams and everything that just, that, that goes back to my psychology days of just asking the why get, getting into like, well, why do we have to do it this way? Why can't we do it that way? Um, so, and in addition to all of that, my boss uh, wants me to get my AWS DevOps professional certification. So I have the other four certifications and he was like, well, you, get, you got the other four, you just go ahead and get DevOps now too. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And, and that, that was, that's, that's how I got drug, not kicking and screaming, but, but naturally into, into this, into the DevOps landscape, excuse me. DevOps, is it an actual role or a culture shift? or an understanding of your responsibilities? It, it's, the, it's the latter two. It's, it's an understanding of your responsibilities. It's a cultural shift. It's, there are companies that create DevOps teams, but I, 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 think, I think it's more just an understanding of, I mean, because you can say that you have a DevOps team, but whether or not they're actually doing the tasks of a DevOps team can, I mean, it can, it can vary from company to company. And I get exposed to a lot of different companies nowadays. So, so when somebody shows me that an ops team that's running, you know, CI CD pipelines and enabling their developers to, you know, push to production five times a day, I'm like that you say ops, but that's DevOps. Or you have a DevOps team that is, you know, a, a human bottleneck and the developers have to like, you know, you know, put in Jira tickets to uh, to to even to even get something moved into Dev or or to create to change the system variable. Then then you're you're not really subscribing to the ethos, even though you have the the proper title for it. So I would say I would say it's the latter too. Is DevOps a, a methodology or is it actually like a person 
So here's what I envision and here's what I think about operations. I've been in operations, did it for years. I was on the mm -hmm. developer side just to understand it. Like you, I was picking apart on why they did a certain action and it impacted the system, the underlying, and I had to support both. But you envision mm -hmm. like here's operations and here's the developers. Now did they mm -hmm. become one and the same or do they work together where they understand where the developers being able to handle the operations at the same time and own it? Is a you know, I, I just, I still think of them as separate folks because what happens is you have old traditional methods where there's silos, right? Mm -hmm. You have your operations and then you have the persons who's responsible, the business application part, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. should they be the same? Or is it just a collaboration between the two? It, it, uh, it, it depends on the size of the organization. It depends on what they're ready for from, from, a, from, a, from an evolutionary perspective. Um, it, it, can, it can be a number of things. Yet, yes, it can be one in the same group. Um, I've, I've also seen it where it's been two separate groups, but on a per service basis. So like say your dev team has 10 different services that they, that they take care of. There are two, three, four people within the ops team that are tagged for that service. And so, so the, 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 a couple of ops people are a member of that two pizza team. Um, and, and I'm saying two pizza team, and I'm kind of expecting the listeners to understand what that means. Um, should, is, is that, a, is that a, a valid assessment or should I get into that? Well, why don't you jump into the two pizza team and the understanding, and then we'll talk about more of it back into the DevOps structure. Two pizza sure. team is, is it just an Amazonian term, like an Amazon, or is it a developer term? Like I always I hear it from both. I don't, I don't know where it started, but, but I, I like, I like the analogy. It's, it's the, you know, an, the number of people that can be fed by two pizzas is, is the, is the um, theoretically the largest number of folks that you want to have dedicated to addressing a service or, or, or fixing a problem. If it gets larger than that, then it becomes too cumbersome because of the, the additional, the, the additional political brain shift that has to happen in a, in a larger group. And if it's too small, then, then they're not, they're not, um, they're, they're not getting enough brains looking at the problem to, to have, have a, a good gestalt of, of ideas. So I, I like the, I, I like the, the phrase, I have no idea where it came from. Um, but yeah, so, so I like, I like that concept of having, you know, enough people on the ops team dedicated to the developers on a per service basis, depending upon the number of services to, to be a, a functional conduit into that ops layer. Um, some organizations, you know, smaller organizations, they, they're, they've only got like one or two services. So the, the ops folks and the dev folks, they're, they're, they're already immediately a two pizza team. Uh, and, and some of the larger organizations, you've, you've got to figure out, you know, what's, what's the, what's the best mix for them. And it's, it's always bespoke. It's always, you know, specific to that particular organization's structure, hierarchy, um, political fence making, et cetera, et cetera. You had a director of DevOps role. You want to jump into what that's like and how you handle that or what was the engagement and what were you trying to achieve? Now for a quick Interruption. A huge shout out to our friends at Veeam for sponsoring this episode. Veeam Backup for AWS can easily protect all of your Amazon EC2, RDS, and VPC data. Wait a second. They can protect my VPC data too? Yep, that's right. Simplify AWS backup and recovery while ensuring security and compliance. All right, now back to our episode.
Oh yeah, sure, sure. So I can't, I can't name the company, obviously, yep. um, but it was, it was a company that was trying to get a product out to market, and they had, they had been running into a couple of challenges. Um, specifically, what I was, what I was talking about, the, 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 the ops team, was the DevOps team was was having, was was. They didn't. They didn't have the best guidance in terms of understanding what the what the process was. Ex, the process expectations from from a higher level. Um, so so for example, here the the higher ups they was they said they wanted to be like Netflix, and and then the the middle management folks they were like they they were saying, right, but we're we're only going to push to prod once every two months, and I'm like, okay, well, there there's a there's a miss there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a there, there's that's that's two entirely different things some you know one person wanted like a water, waterfall deployment and 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 other folks were saying we want to be like netflix and so my, my job as the cloud therapist was trying to like you know figure out figure out how we were gonna you know cross that bridge and and we did we we, we figured it out we we got some different mindsets, you know, asking some gentle questions, doing, doing a little bit of probing, trying to figure out, okay, well, if the boss wants this and, and you're trying to push this, how, how, how do we think that's going to shake out? And okay, well, let's, let's try, let's try it a new way. And, and so, and so we brought in some new folks and, and um, we, we were able to get both the developers CICD pipeline stood up and established and, and, you know, get, getting, pushing, pushing to their relevant containers. And then the, the DevOps folks were then picking up those containers and, and pushing them through an automated, fully testable uh, environment that, that allowed them to push into the lower level environments. Um, by the time that I had left, they still hadn't gotten the, the so, so at Netflix, developers have full access to production. They can, they can push to prod when, whenever they want to. That's, there's, there's a lot of power in that, but that speaks to the fact that Netflix trusts their automation so well that, that if they try to push something, there, there is rigorous testing that's going to happen to that thing in staging, in QA, in performance, before, before it even gets to production, so that there's there's very little chance that somebody's going to be able to push bad code and it's going to go all the way to to prod, um, and and that was the path where we where we set this customer customer on as well, um, to to good success. They 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 did go GA. Um, the application was uh, was pushed out, and uh, it's actually on my phone right now, and, uh, and I'm using it to uh, to to do things. <laughs> <laughs> I love the vagueness. <laughs> That's all right. We can't give away some of the information. Do you find it really difficult to implement and work with a, maybe uh, a DevOps structure in an enterprise, well-established company or a startup who already has that technical mentality where they are already engaged and they're, they're used to that type of structure? One is already existing stuff in place. Other is we pivot pretty quick. So we understand we need to move fast. Yeah, I mean... Big ships are harder to turn. Uh, smaller ships are easier to turn. It's it's always harder at a at an enterprise level to to gain consensus. All, always, I mean, you you, know, you you never say never. You always you never say always. It's it's generally harder at an enterprise level to get 
more people on board and gain consensus. Um, which, which is why when I first, when I get dropped into a new organization, my first goal is to figure out, okay, how high up can I go in my communications with, with the, with the folks above me to, to find out who's, who's got, who came up with the idea and how many, how, how many layers above that person does buy-in happen? Uh, if the CTO came up with that idea, then it's golden. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I get, I get to use that as my, my golden path for, for getting everybody else in line. If it was, you know, an engineer that was like, oh, we should do CICD. Then, then that's, that's going to be a harder slog uh, to, to push up the channels. Sometimes I, I don't want to say all the time, I don't have a percentage for it, but it, you know, that's, that's in my experience. That's what I've encountered. DevOps to me is interesting because coming from the operational part part of things and then working with developers uh it's also has to do with like you know your engineering team right so things mm -hmm. are being thrown over wall to operations operations is managing the devops portion of it you've heard of the phrase shift left i know you mm -hmm. have i know you used it i, I know thing is shift <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are we going to do a shot every time we, we say shift left what's that <laughs> is is this going to be like a corporate bingo where you have to do a yes. shot every time somebody says yes. shift left or synergy I think, I think we're on the same mindset is shift left just an overused term anymore or is it an actuality of an action items that you can do for your culture or is it was like the new phrase like bingo i got it now moving on i got devops bingo you know like here oh right, i just need right. one more let's do DevSecOps then right yeah, yeah. The concept of shift left is is very valuable. We we as as humans we tend to get buried in like like what's what's the what's the new phrase? What's the new thing that I can that I can glom onto that that will make it relevant? Um, there's 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 a lot of phrases that we say that eventually become trite. And we start to go, oh yeah, shift left, and we all roll our eyes. But the, but the actual core concept of it is 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 extraordinarily valuable. We we want to be in the conversation earlier, so that so that the right brains are in the right place to make the right decision. And when when you're the CTO, you should naturally want to hear from the engineers. When you are the engineer or the architect, you should naturally want to be in that pre, I call it the pre-sales motion, the, the time when when things are being talked about before the SAO is signed. Yep. I work for a VAR, obviously, so that's that's how my brain set works. Um, I always want to be right there with the account manager when they have that first conversation with the customer. When that customer says, oh, I, I would like a DevOps, please. And then the salesperson goes, sure, I'll sell you one DevOps. Would you like a small, medium or large DevOps? Then I can go, whoa, 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 whoa. time out, time out. Uh, let's let's figure out what what the heck your your DevOps is. Like every is. sales conversation I've been involved, I'll sell you whatever you want. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So 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 for me, that's what shift left means, and it's it's hugely important because if you don't do that, then you you get a sow sign that means nothing. The engineers show up and they're like, what the heck do I do? And then the customer gets pissed off and what did I pay for? And 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 that, that just turns into a bad day for everybody because at the end of the day, my job is to make sure my customer flies straight and and that we do right by them. So 
so for, for me, that phrase is, is very important. And I try not to actually say those two words. I, I just, I just say, just get me in as soon as possible. Get me, get me in coach. <laughs> Put me in coach. I'm ready to go. That's it. That's it. Oh, I'm envisioning some, uh, uh, Ace Ventura stuff. Sorry. Some old school. <laughs> Laces uh, out. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty before I get to VTUG, I want to, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you go by implementing DevOps when you get there, when you get into that engagement and the sales guy goes, yeah, I'll sell you DevOps or you, you've agreed to DevOps. How do you, and they're like, yeah, I want to do this. What's like some of the first questions you ask or how do you implement it? The, 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 the first questions that we ask is what, what does DevOps mean to you? That's literally the first thing. Like how, like, okay, you, you want a DevOps. What does that mean to you? And why do you think you need it? And, and establishing a common dictionary of words back, back to cloud therapy, establishing a common dictionary of words is paramount to having, having a successful project. If, if one person says DevOps is a CICD pipeline and then I'm done, but the the next person in the in the same company, like working under the same under the same CTO, says DevOps is our developers, you know, being able to write their own Helm charts. But that's it. Then then there's there has to be a a, a common a common set of expectations, ideally written down in a policy that everybody can access, and that then I can wave in everybody's face when when uh, you know three months down the road, something there's like what the heck is this. That's, that's my customer. I've implemented voice. what, what you heck? requested. Here it is. Here's your DevOps. <laughs> Here is your one DevOps extra large. <laughs> yeah. I sold it to you for three with, months. With pepperoni. Yeah. All right. Uh DevSecOps. I gotta mm-hmm. throw another term at you. Going with the DevOps. Yes. Everybody shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what we should do sometime? No. Oh, uh, come on. Come on. <laughs> We should, you know, like uh, beer pong instead of shots. Every time somebody says it, like they say a new phrase that goes with DevOps or DevSecOps. Oh, down with a shot for you. <laughs> I am not. If, 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 we, if we do this in person in a bar at reInvent, yes, I'm in. Oh, wh- wait, is, I'm, this is recorded. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could possibly go wrong in vegas no less right right well i mean i mean you're we're going to be in vegas anyway so we might as well record it my <laughs> mm. oh okay back to DevSecOps. if you yes. go with the devops methodology mm-hmm. security is very important part of the yep. process mm-hmm. why was security added into the acronym now why DevSecOps? Shouldn't it be engaged throughout the entire time, or am I am I reading it wrong or understanding it wrong? So, because in every other IT shift that we've ever had throughout the entire time that I've been in the industry, security and policy are always the the afterthoughts. So so we we build this cool thing. Unless you're in finance, uh, we we build we build this cool thing. And and somebody goes, yeah, but how do we secure it? What do you mean admin is one, two, three, four, five, six? It's there, there's there's always there's always this like, oh, fudge. Let's let's go, let's let's take a look at this after the fact. So so 
I, I see this as a natural evolution. Somebody was like, don't forget security. And so they, you know, they smash sec in the middle of DevSecOps when it honestly should have been there the entire time. You know, that that CI CD pipeline should also be running a container scanner uh, to make sure that, you know, that, that there isn't anything uh, fishy in there. I forget, I forget the name of the, of the cool one right now, but um I mean, I mean, we at, at this most recent engagement, we had uh, security folks on the dev team and on the ops team, on the on the DevOps team. That that that's that was literally their entire job to to make sure that as that container was going through the CI/CD pipeline, it was being scanned appropriately. And then once it made it into the the container registry, when the when the DevOps people picked it up and ran it through the Helm chart, that it was being scanned appropriately. So so tacking the word in there is is right is correct it should have never not been in there it should have never not been in a consideration but it's 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 the it's the exact same thing where you, by by saying it out loud you you are now manifesting it and making it real in the world so so yes <laughs> it's it's it is real now that we added it how yes. about why not just sec devops right make it first devops sec so, yeah i mean depending upon which conference you're at that's going to be the case they're, they're uh, going to re rearrange the letters as they go <laughs> exactly let's talk about vtug because there's okay. also a part of the conversation where that you had some cool opportunities and rented out like the whole Gillette Stadium. And I, mm. I, I, I want to learn about some of these because I find it fascinating. All right, let's jump in. What is VTUG? So the virtualization technology user group was actually um, the, the, the New England branch of it was formed by my good friends, Chris and Don Harney. Uh, they they made it back when VMware first became a thing. I want to say 2004, 2003. Um, and they, they asked me to come along and help co-lead it, uh, I want to say 2015 or 2016, they, it, it was, it was a local user group that kind of exploded. It was a quarterly event and we, we had attendance ranging from 1000 to 1,500 people. And so it, it got so big that we started renting out larger and larger venues to, uh, to help facilitate it. Uh, when, when we had the summer, the, so the summer event was called the summer slam. The winter event was called the winter warmer. The fall event was called the fall forward and the spring event was called the spring ahead. And, and based upon the numbers of people that showed up, we started going into bigger and bigger venues at, at the end, the winter warmer was always being held at Gillette stadium. So the, so we would host the winter warmer at Gillette. Uh, if the Patriots made it into the playoffs, as they mostly did during the last 20 years, uh, we would actually be able to watch them warming up in the side field as we were having our our expo event, which was which was pretty cool. Um, and and it was it was it was just a, a you know it was it was a very tiny version of a reinvent conference. We had an expo hall. We had three keynotes running in in the uh, in the in the main area of of the stadium. We had breakout sessions up in the uh, up in the boxes. You know those those really sweet boxes that all the companies rent out. We we use those for for um, breakout sessions for the for the expo hall um, presenters, and and uh, we made a day out of it. And so we 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 would do that once a quarter, fall, winter, spring, summer, um, and we and we did it. They 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 did it. From I want to say 2003 to 2019, I was I was there for the last four or five uh, events because I had gotten my my V expert and I had gotten my AWS hero. So they're like, hey, can you find us speakers? And I was like, yes. Can I help out with with the events? And they're like, sure. 
and and so we we had a um we had a blast with it it was it was super fun um but but it ran its course and we actually stopped doing the it was it was you know large in-person events without masking and the very last one that we had was the summer of 2019 right before the uh, the pandemic kicked in so the the timing of of the ending of it was perfect Okay, who would not want to ask you to get some speakers and host and do some of these events and coordinate some of this? I mean, mm. you <laughs> just your personality, having some fun, the sessions, the keynotes. I mean, yeah, it's like a mini reinvent for it, yeah. but it sounds really engaging. And actually, it's I like that it's smaller and mm -hmm. a little more personal because a lot of events they do get huge. Everything gets so freaking busy for you to do that you don't get the chance to attend certain things or or. Uh, go towards the keynotes, right? But being able to host in a stadium, and you know, actually have this, everybody come in. The venue's awesome. The content is great. I mean, this is something that was huge for you. Oh yeah, it was a blast. And and I am currently working to reinvigorate it as an AWS Community Day. So AWS um, regionally has these things called Community Days which are roughly the same size as, as one of the VTOG events. So, so I'm, I'm now working with them to, to, with AWS and with my company to, to start figuring out how I can create an AWS community day, once again, at Gillette Stadium. So stay tuned listeners, we're gonna, you know. So if, <laughs> if, you, actually, if you actually Google AWS community day, um, you'll, you'll see the, the different events that happen across, across the globe. Um, uh, Margaret has an amazing one in Chicago. John has an amazing one on the West coast. Um, there, there's, there's summits, there's community days, there's, there's all kinds of fun things that happen. And I just, I, I like doing it. It's, it is exhausting. It is a lot of work, but it's so much fun. I think I'm going to have to look into see if you need any help. Let me know. Also a little side note that I'm close to Philly and, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. Now you know where I'm going. <laughs> I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm just saying Gillette's Patriots Eagles. All right. Moving on to the topic a little bit. Uh, I might have to put one, um, you know, when you do yours at Gillette, the same time I have to do one at the link just to kind of offset that as, have have some kind of it'll, it'll be a friendly competition i look yeah, forward to it. yeah it's all about the community engagement let's talk about v brown bag how <laughs> it started what it is now and how did you get involved and what are you doing now with it it started um 13 years ago did, that, did it also start roughly the same time it did yeah so so they uh my my friends cody and al they started the v brown bag a while ago <clears throat> Uh, Cody, we, we call him the godfather of V Brown Bag. He noticed that there was a lack of community efforts around learning how to pass VMware certifications, just, just, pass, just uh, testing and taking and studying for certifications in general. Um, at the at the time, it was concentrated on VMware because that that was the that was the big thing back then, and so V Brown Bag was a online podcast we recorded all the episodes in the issue and the in the series and one series would be how to study for your vcp uh the next series would be how to study for your vcix uh then it was it was all um study based and and then it kind of spiraled into this oh well this other git is cool let's do a series on git because git's fun and and 
I was studying for my VMware certifications back in the day, and I was using vBrownBag extensively for my as, as a part of my study regimen to, to go and pass the exams. And I was like, you guys have amazing content. I love you so much. I was at VMworld. I ran into Cody and Al and John, and I said, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Uh, I, I, I love the product. And they're like, funny you should ask, Chris. Did he do it like that too? Like he he's got, he has an amazing mustache. He he actually waxes it and has the big handlebars and everything. So he so yes, he one hundred percent does that. And and they they looped me in. They're like we come host, and and so I started helping out with the hosting duties for the U.S. channel. There's 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 four different channels. There's EMEA, APAC, Latin America, and U.S. And and I started helping with the U.S. channel uh, every Wednesday night, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. We, we get on there and we we find people in the community. It's there, there's there's no high production values. It's just nerds being nerdy, having fun. It's I call it nerd show and tell. Uh, I love Python and AWS, and you know I'm a baby developer, so I, I like getting folks on that whose whose topics I find interesting. I love talking to technical people about things that excite them. Um, last week we had, uh, uh, one, actually she's a, a worldwide employee. Her name is Leah. She came on and talked about computer vision, uh, using Python and OpenCV to, to scan Legos and categorize and ID them. And it was, it was super fun. And, and I just had a ton of questions and we just went back and forth. Um, the, the week before that, it was somebody else. Uh, this, this week it's, it's, uh, going to be something it's, it's always, it's always something new and fun and cool. And, and I love chatting with people. And, and uh, we, we did a series on how to pass your Kubernetes administrator. I mean, we're, we're still doing the certification stuff. So we'll do a track of, of how to study for and pass this Kubernetes, this exam, whether it be uh, Helm or Kubernetes or Python or, or VMware. We, um, I'm currently doing one for DevOps. Because I'm studying for DevOps Pro, I'm doing one on how to study for the DevOps Pro on my, on my blog. So it's... It's it's everybody learning together and and learning something that they enjoy and then sharing their knowledge and folks in the community that want to get some presentation skills under their belt. This is a nice safe space for them to try that first shot before they you know submit a CFP for reinvent. They can they can come in and uh, try try the presentation out, watch their recording afterwards, see see what worked, what didn't work, and and um, you know hone their craft in that way as well. Wow, Chris, you're a true hum uh, like hero, not just AWS, but community hero. <laughs> I think if there's a term out there. No, honestly, all the stuff you do. First of all, V Brownbag started out for VMware, but I love the V in the beginning. It probably signified VMware, but now it's virtual. Now, whatever it is, is your content, your certification, your stuff you do on Wednesday nights and you like bringing people on and talk about things that excite them. That's how I envision my podcast. I want to bring mm -hmm. on folks who their, their stories excite them because they're very passionate about it. We don't do it scripted. We do a natural conversation where I'm bringing out whatever you're like, I mean, everything that you just talked about now, we, I didn't even have an insight into, so this is really cool. I have a question for you. The lady that you had on for scanning the Legos, is it a production thing? Can you share a link to that? 
Oh yeah, she she has it on her GitHub repo. She okay. she, it's it's it is it is fully available. Every, every um I, I try with every V brown bag that we do to have something that people can take away from and do afterwards. So so nine times out of ten, they'll have like their code at on a GitHub repo or the slides available on SlideShare. Um, I always like to have something at the end that the that the audience can then go and do the thing. Perfect. So, yeah. I'm going to, I'll reach out to you for a link. There's a gentleman, a mentor of mine, Jeff Barr, who loves Legos and does all this stuff. He would find this really super exciting. I just want to share it to him from the community that I just learned today. I will tag her on whatever it is. He will like it. He'll probably reshare it out. Let's talk about AWS. Jeff, here. the guy over at AWS. Jeff Barr. Yeah. Chief evangelist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. That guy. Uh He's a huge mentor of mine. He's a I didn't Lego know he was fan. a big Lego fan. Nice. Oh, you got to check out his blog. Actually, his website. Go to jeffbar.com. I think he refreshed a little bit, but he actually used to categorize all of his Legos. And he would- Shut up. No <laughs> lie. Check out the link. When we're done with this, you got to check. I, he's huge. He's actually uh, does a lot of engagements at AWS for Legos. He'll actually fly overseas to the factory. He'll fly over to- You, you got to oh, check funny. out someone. Yes, okay. it's a- just on, I know we're talking about Legos here. We're all kids, right? <laughs> we are. We totally are. So, Chris, let's talk about AWS Hero. How did mm -hmm. you become an AWS Hero? What's the process behind it? <clears throat> so, it, it is actually a black box. I, I don't know what the process is. Um, you have to be nominated by an internal AWS employee. And then it's it's reviewed, you know, that I, I envision everybody in like dark robes around a, a table and with, you know, <laughs> you know, a little a little flaming thing in the middle and they throw ballots into there and whichever one flames the brightest, that's the person that wins. I have no idea how it works, um, but I was submitted. So I, 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 I do the VTUG, I do the V brown bag. Um, I, I, uh, have my podcast, the, I have my blog. So I, I, I do stuff. I, I, I enjoy doing community stuff. And I think two or three people nominated me. And, and so then they reached out to me. Um, I said, hello. And they, they said, we'd like you to become a community hero. I was like, what's involved. And they gave me the list. I was like, I do all this stuff anyway. And they're like, yeah, we know. So I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't a heavy lift, right? No, no, hard decision. It, it was Done. exactly. And, uh, and so, and so then, um, Ross Barrich and I became friends. Ross is, it runs, runs the heroes, a wonderful human being. And, um, and, uh, now, now we, we hang out and I, and I still, I still do the exact same thing that I've been doing only, only now I have, uh, the accolade of AWS hero to, to tack on because of it. I love all the stuff you're doing, not only for the community, all the stuff you've been doing, V brown bag, uh, the V tug stuff was very interesting. And if you need any help resurrecting any of it, uh, let me know. I, I have some experience in events and talking and all that, but just throw them in. No. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, don't volunteer because I will, I will abuse you mercilessly. That's all right. I love it. I love the community aspect. I love engaging uh, the conversations, the, the networking folks. So we can talk offline if you're really serious. If you're totally. not, don't worry. I won't take it personally. It is on recording though. So. Hey, remember when you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We define that by the way, that's, that's in the document. Uh, so I love everything that you're doing. What's next for you, you, Chris? What are you working on now? I know you're at WWT as an enterprise architect uh, or mm. a, a cloud therapist, actually. I think we're changing your title on this. That'll be your new title. But what's next? 
My role is is actually morphing a little bit. Um, they, my my boss recently said, "Hey, you know how you're an AWS hero?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "How do you become a WWT hero?" I was like, "Well, give me a budget and give me a, and and give me free reign to do what I want to with the marketing team and the events team, and and I can I can make some magic happen." And he was like, "Approved." <laughs> can I have and your so boss? <laughs> oh my God! I didn't even like give me an unlimited budget. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't say unlimited. I, um, I, gave, I gave him. I gave him a number. And, oh, you said give and, me a budget. That's right. Correction. Sorry, we hung that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and so so I am now working on. So worldwide is the largest company that you've never heard of. They're they're an eight billion dollar VAR that is huge in a lot of different spaces. And and my team, the AWS team here, is top tier. I mean, these guys are the Navy SEALs of AWS. It is, it is amazing the stuff that they do. And, and they're very undersung. Uh, so, so I would like to be a cheerleader for them. Uh, they're, they're, they're just, they're an amazing group of human beings. And I, and I love that the work that they're doing and, and they're doing work at fortune fifties. That is just staggeringly awesome. Uh, so, so my, I would like to become a dev advocate for worldwide and, and kind of like, you know, make, I made myself this little DevRel role and, uh, and, and so now I'm going to get out and start extolling the vert, not, not in like some creepy commercially way, but just like, you know, get, get my folks out there speaking at events, talking about cool things, not, not as, not as a commercial, but like putting them at user groups and, and, and getting some branding out there, you know, the, the things that a dev advocate would do. So that's that's kind of what's next. I hope, hope it works. We'll see how it goes. It will work. I've noticed in the last couple of months the trend to developer advocates, DevRels for companies, the mm -hmm. job market out there is just growing. They see the value in it. They mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. the community engagement. WWT, I heard of them when I worked at an MSP. That yep. was the only time I heard of them. I didn't know of them any other time. I didn't They're realize huge. how big they yeah. are. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even like, oh, WWT, that's great. Uh, that that That's not, I was like, who are they? Like, well, well, technology. I was like, okay. And then this person's like, yeah. And a lot, a lot of it's like West Coast that you hear more about it in certain areas. I was in Orange hmm. County at the time, but it's amazing how big they are, but how unknown they are. Correct. And and that that is something that I'm going to try to fix. All right. Well, I look forward to it. You'll also be at reInvent. Because we already planned a nice oh, yeah. little bar episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and a TikTok. And a TikTok. Oh no. <laughs> you said you said never say never, but then at the same time, you said never in that. So it's not really a never, but uh I think after a couple of drinks, I can get you. <laughs> so so we've committed to Vegas plus shots plus TikTok. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. You better <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the recording. No lie. We're good. Don't worry. We're good. We're going to have a lot of fun and it'll go viral. I'm so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you're not the only one, but either way, it's going to be a blast. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. This was a pleasure, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed this, John. Thanks for having me on. This, this was super fun. Yes, everybody. Chris Williams, cloud therapist at Worldwide Technology. I'm your host, John Meyer. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and notify because guess what, folks? As always, we're out of here.